0: Hey guys, David here, and welcome to the FitPro Daily. This week is all about transitioning within the fitness industry. A lot of us come in at one stage, and by the time we've spent five or six years, we've transitioned into some sort of different element within the fitness industry. And that's what we're going to focus heavily on this week. And there was no better place to start than inviting C. Cashmore on her experience and how she went from a coach within a leisure centre to now running modules and trainings for FitPros all around the world on how to develop as a stretch coach. So enough of me talking, let's dive straight into this week's guest interview. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a brand new live interview. Today, we've got uh, Key all the way from Pure Stretch, and I've just found out she's actually in France right now. So welcome
1: thank you very much thank you i'm delighted to be here actually it's lovely thank you
0: nice so the weather outside uh well as the weather as the song goes the weather outside is frightful uh it really is it's cloudy it's miserable but Uh,
1: it's delightful
0: (laughs) so yeah that's wales for you cool okay so We're going to talk a little bit about how you transition from being the fitness coach, that side of things, to moving into more of the stretch stuff, but also looking at the business side of things, like how you've managed to grow so quick in the online and how you're moving into different countries and how you're also being helping other fit pros kind of develop with some of the stuff that they're going through. Um, But the first question I always start with is how did you get started in the fitness industry?
1: Uh, oh, that's a good point. To be honest, I was um, I was a single mum at the time, and I used to walk past this gym and look at this class and just saw all these sweaty bodies. And I thought, I want to do that. I want to give that a go. Um, and I did. And uh, and that was it. I was addicted from then. Um, and then about a year later, I thought, I think I can actually do this and make money from it myself. And that was kind of the journey and 55 years of age and still doing it. So, yeah. Cool.
0: Uh, how long have you been in the fitness industry then?
1: So I must be in it about, oh God, do I really have to say? Yeah, Uh, it must be at least 32, 33 years now.
0: Wow, okay, yeah. So yeah, you've probably seen some change uh, within the industry. What would you say has been one of the biggest changes that you might have seen then?
1: I just got it. we're not wearing leg warmers anymore, to be honest, but (laughs) sure. Um, I think now it's it's really uh, in one way it's a bit sad because I think a lot of the, the sort of uh, freestyle seems to have gone. Which um, but it's now coming back. I've noticed so that's really good. I think there was uh, a time where everything was choreography, You know, there was we had to work with choreography the whole time. There was very little of our own kind of input. Um, there was a stage of that going on, but definitely a bit of a bit of sort of our own kind of input is coming back for sure, which is great to see.
0: Nice, yeah. Is that because you reckon the big businesses are kind of controlling what you can do so everything yeah. is, is easy? Okay, cool, that makes sense. So what else do you reckon is going to come back then that you might have seen previously and you think, you know what, things are actually starting to move this way again in the fitness industry?
1: Well, actually, it's an awful thing to say because I know COVID has just been horrific for people. Um, and I know a lot of instructors have struggled with getting online Uh, I think it's because it's so out of some people's comfort zone to be online and not have that lovely face-to-face and contact and feeling the atmosphere Mm. but I, I do think fitness instructors have suddenly become more independent and not relying on work through bigger gyms as much and that's not a bad thing sometimes we are um underpriced and undervalued. Um, and it's kind of really nice to see instructors out there just doing their own thing, being a lot more independent. Um, yeah, I've, I've quite enjoyed watching that over the last two years.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so let's kind of get back to you then. So you were a fitness coach. And yes. now you've kind of transitioned into pure stretch. Yeah. A lot of us kind of in this industry, we either come from a desk job, to becoming a fit pro, to then maybe moving out of the fit pro industry, what was it that made you kind of stay, but kind of switch your uh, plan of attack within the fitness industry rather than moving back out of it?
1: Um, so, what kind of made me go on to pure stretch? Is yeah. it from? Well, do you know? I um, I was a body balance instructor, which actually I absolutely loved. Um, the music, the choreography, everything was just fantastic. But I just felt I didn't myself know enough to teach it um you know there's a lot of sort of yoga in there a lot of pilates in there so I I qualified in both because I just wanted to know what I was doing um and then when I was training for both it took about uh, two to three years to be honest um I just began to get really quite more drawn to stretching and just seeing what a how beneficial it was and and like not understanding why there were loads of people not going to yoga classes who really needed to stretch um and sort of that that was my journey i was thinking right there's there's definitely a demand for stretch so
0: okay so before we kind of go into transitioning online and moving everything let's talk about that uh marketing points of view from it there so uh you, you own a studio, you own the gym, and you, you want to help people look and feel better about themselves. And like you were saying, you know these people need to be doing some sort of stretching and yoga and all this type of stuff. What did you change in your marketing and your messaging to convince these people to actually come in and have a go, to actually step out of their comfort zone and do it?
1: Well, I was really, really lucky because I was um, working for a really good uh, gym. And it had lots of sort of uh, gyms throughout the UK as well, not just where I was based. And my coordinator was great. And when I had qualified in yoga, um, I really wanted so many of the guys to come to the yoga class, but they wouldn't come. So these are the guys who were doing body combat, body pump, you know, weights, all these high hit classes who really did need to do yoga. Um, And I just couldn't convince them to come to my yoga classes. And it made me laugh because I was thinking, I'm not going to suddenly change personality. You know, I'm not going to be wearing the mala I'm not going to be having the blanket over me it's me teaching yoga you know come and they were like no why and a lot of the views were really interesting it was like it's too holistic it's you know i just don't want to go down that route so i asked my coordinator the guy's name was kiff he was just fantastic can I just change the, the the view, their view on it and mm. basically just say, right, guys, I think you really need to stretch and I think you really need to work on your core as well. Um, I took out the whole holistic approach and, um, and honest to God, within three weeks, it was rocking. The class was full. They asked me to do another class, another class. Then it started to get around the UK, that particular organisation. So they asked me to train their instructors. And then within two years, I became a training provider. So I obviously, you know, hit the right nail on the head, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you 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 spoken to the guys who didn't want to go down the holistic approach yes. and they kind of expressed why they didn't want to do it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I I genuinely was like, come and have a go, you know, I. And even with the Pilates, the funny thing was they were going, Pilates, it's so easy. And, and that just cracked me up because I'm like, yeah, you clearly haven't been to a Pilates class. You know, it's not easy. But it was just they hadn't tried it, you know, just to get them in the door and give it a go. I knew once I'd get them in there, they're hooked. They'll stay. But just getting them in there. So it was honest to God, I was literally going around the gym, going up to them as they're on the running machine, having a chat with them. And saying to them, why is it you're not coming into these classes? So then Kif let me kind of re, just re, what would you say? Uh, just a new identity, really. Just kind of come up with a different thing that would appeal to them. And it was basically flexibility with a sense of humor. And it worked.
0: Yeah. 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 So it, it shows then the, the the importance of actually surveying not just your clients, but your followers to kind of see what goes on in their mind. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. 100%. 100%.
0: Okay, so um, you're getting a load of people in now, uh, but how did it suddenly escalate from you having nobody to suddenly then you becoming a, a training provider? Uh, what was it throughout the whole UK? I, I
1: don't know. I honestly don't know. And, and um, it, it really happened quickly as well. And do you know, I'll never forget, when I, when I started to have Have the demand from this particular leisure center. Then they approached me. They actually got the big boss to come down, and I was like, Mm. Oh my God, you know, he wanted to have a chat with me. And he said, Would you just do pure stretch for us, just for our gym? Um, And then I was like, Oh, this is interesting. You know, they want me all to themselves. And I thought, Okay, I'm no, thanks very much, but I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to try and do it myself. And um, yeah, I was just so lucky to be honest you know each month I was getting more and more people booked on the courses more and more instructors trained up yeah and there was no looking back
0: nice yeah so just the three things I've written down there is like the passion the listening and the desire if you've got that no matter what it is you're doing in life those three things sense. alone are going to help propel you movie forwards. forward
1: absolutely absolutely
0: so now where you are right now you're just a uh, a coach running your online business for Pure Stretch, or are you still mentoring other fit pros with the qualification and stuff?
1: So what happens is you come on a course, um, you you get it accredited, you already have a teaching qualification, you get accredited at Pure Stretch, and then if you want to, you sign up for a monthly membership and you just get constant choreography, constant support, um, you, you go into a private group as well. Um, and yeah, it's just, there's a lot of us out there. It's a really good fun. We all throw ideas at each other. Um, it's a great community, to be honest. It's really good. And it's great because it's for me, I get to do everything. I get mm. to talk to people on Zoom. I get to create choreography. And then I'm now going back to doing face-to-face workshops as well because I think people do really like that bit of hands-on and face-to-face as well in the workshop.
0: Okay so let's transition to that kind of point there because I've put, uh, missed the face-to-face element for those let's say who transitioned online because of COVID and lockdown yeah. and all that terrible stuff how important is the face-to-face contact or can a fit pro really survive and thrive by just being 100% online without having any real direct contact with anybody?
1: Well, to be honest, COVID's just proven to us that we can. Um, we can. But I do know that we all miss it. I do know that we all miss, like I was saying earlier, just picking up on the vibes and they'll woo-woo. There's nothing quite like that woo-woo and everyone woo. It's just not the same on Zoom. Um, you know, you just don't, you don't get it. And I think I, I do think, unfortunately, there's a few of us have dropped out because we miss that so much. We just miss mm. that because let's be honest, as instructors, we get as much of a kick from teaching as the guys being taught. You know, we get as we, we've got the adrenaline really in there as well at the end of the class. We're buzzing as well. Um, but it can be done. You know, the online can be done. And it's great if you're doing a course online, it's fantastic because it's around your lifestyle. You can pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. You know, you kind of do it when you want to do it. Me personally, I'm I'm very much a face to face person. You know, I've managed with the online, but I do love face to face.
0: So the transition online, then, how difficult was it for you if you've never really done that type of thing before? You've always been in the gym, coaching clients, in the studio, coaching clients, doing boot camps or whatever. How difficult was it to transition and move everything online?
1: For me, to to put everything online was easy. Um, you know, I had most of the videos up anyway. Uh, half of the course was online and the other half was Uh, face-to-face so it was like you could do 16 hours online or 10 hours online and then come in and do eight hours um, face-to-face so it was actually those extra eight hours that I then had to put online and it's fine you know I'm not under any pressure because I can edit the videos put them in I can tweak things everything like that what I struggle more with is is this kind of thing live you know you can't you kind of go whoops you know it's you you can't take back what you said but Yeah, exactly. But sort of creating content online for people to read, it's a lot, lot easier because you can tweak it until you're really happy with it.
0: Okay, so move on then to the work life balance side of things, then, because you just mentioned that when you before lockdown, you had a certain element online, a certain element online. offline and then did you have to go somewhere to do that offline side of things
1: yeah yeah so i actually um because business was getting busier and busier and more and more demand i was using venues here there and everywhere which actually was really good because i could get out through through Sort of go throughout the whole of the UK, and that that was fun. Hard work, but yeah. it was fun. Um, and then I got a bit cocky and thought, you know what? I need to open up my own studio. I want to have my own base, kind of to put everything in a place. And and unfortunately, the studio I went for it, it was just too big. I got too big for my boots, to be honest. It was something that I felt would um, really be a benefit to Pure Stretch, but. Me trying to keep the doors open to this studio became quite a commitment, took a lot of my time. And then I sort of had to take the foot off the Pure Stretch Accelerator, which was why I did the the studio in the first place. So hindsight's a great thing. I don't think I'd do that again. Or if I did, I'd do a much smaller studio.
0: Yeah, yeah. So with the work-life balance side of things, then, offline you had... Times and places you had to be, like you say, you're going to these different yes. venues or you're opening your gym. Whereas yes. online, you can almost do it from the comfort of your bed, and there's no times easy. and deadlines yeah. and stuff.
1: It's fantastic. It is fantastic from a business point of view. Online's great. I mean, we could be chatting now, and I check my phone and go, "Oh, great, someone's booked on." You know, it, it, it's really, really good. From, from a business point of view, being online like that, it's 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 passive income to a degree. There's no expenses. I don't need a venue. I don't need a tutor. And it's, yeah, it's a no-brainer, really.
0: So how were you able to manage a work-life balance without going for a five-hour walk and be like, oh, I'll just do that when I get back later? Or like you're in France now, I'll gone go on another holiday and I'll catch up. How were you able to manage your time and manage to make sure you do it properly? because when you're offline, you have to be at a certain place at a certain time, exactly, whereas when you're exactly. online, yeah. you kind of have to manage it.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Like for example, now hubby's gone out, he's gone touring for the day. I really want, didn't want to do it. It's too, too hard for me, forget it. But so I'm like, awesome. I'm just gonna spend the whole of the day working. I'm gonna create a bit of choreography, answer my emails, pop in a couple of Zooms, guys, I've got four hours, three hours, book a Zoom call with me if you need anything. And that kind of happens a lot during the weeks. So there'll be like, you know, two or three days that I do really dedicate it towards pure stretch. Um, But it's, it's great to have that flexibility, you know, um, to just this is the great thing like I'm saying you know Zoom we didn't do Zoom did we about three years ago now now anybody wants to ask a question I've, I was literally on Zoom for two hours with an instructor about 20 minutes ago it's fab and, and you you feel like you get to know them because like they're sitting there you see their how you know their household in the back you hear their kids the dog they're having a cup of tea it's really nice actually that that side of it
0: Yeah, cool. Okay, so moving forwards, then, are you going to keep staying online, living in France, or is it going to be keep traveling while working? How does that kind of work?
1: I'm definitely going to keep the online. The reason being, the, the feedback's been really, really positive. People have said that the the online content's really easy to understand. It's really, really good. And then what we do is we do a recap workshop. So for those people who think I've loved the online, but I still really do want a bit of face-to-face, hands-on, they have an option to come to a workshop. And and that's so there's going to be like four or five-hour workshops. Again, same sort of thing all throughout the UK keeps me busy keeps me entertained and uh, and I get to meet the guys face to face as well which is great
0: nice okay and let's go back to the studio then so you mentioned that you just the studio was a little bit too big mm-hmm. if you were going to open a studio again cuz a lot of people watching or listening to this uh wanna be studio owners or people who have studios what maybe would you do different this time to 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 open a studio
1: oh that's really interesting um, I would Oh, uh, do you know, looking back, I was so inexperienced and, oh, really make sure that you can cover the costs, really make sure that you are going to make money as well um, and get a good team on board. I was blessed. I had some fantastic uh, guys on board, uh, one in particular who was like my other half. She was amazing. She, she worked so hard with me, um, but, and also look out for competition Um, you know, when, when I, when I opened up my studio, I was going around, I was introducing myself to all the gyms, um, you know, being really honest, I'm, I'm opening up literally around the corner from you. What is it you guys do? I think get familiar with your competition as well and, and, and get to know them, um, But it's the cost. Don't get too big for your boots. And that's unfortunately what I did. You know, the first two years were fantastic. And then a place opened up around the corner for me that had a lot, lot more money, could do what I did, plus more for a lot cheaper. So I was gone within a month. Everyone left me. You know, it was like... It was it was very hurtful. <laughs>
0: you mentioned covering your costs a few times now, yeah. which will be bringing different sorts of income in. But what costs didn't you consider? What costs didn't you like, oh I hadn't thought of that all that I oh that's bill, I didn't even consider that bill. You know,
1: I, I genuinely thought I had thought of everything. Um, and I had I had treatment rooms. So if things went bad on one side, it would be okay because the treatment rooms would be okay. Or if it went bad, side, it'd be okay because the studio would be okay. In hindsight, you, you, you can't guarantee this because you could have someone in the treatment room who's gonna say, sorry, one month's notice, I'm gonna leave and you can't get them in. It's just keep it small. Don't get it too big for your boots. Get definitely get other people on the team as well if you can afford it because you're going to be exhausted. Because if you're running a studio, you make sure that you've got other people with you that you can afford and that you get on really well with. Um, and and yeah, just don't be next door to a big massive gym. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to
0: help no no that's true okay so to so, so kind of wrap up slowly now then what kind of final thoughts and tips and advice would you give maybe a new fit pro coming into the industry staff with them
1: do you know what um it's a fantastic industry to co- to come into and uh good on you for getting in there and when i run courses i kid you not i've got people who've been doing fitness for 40 years. So this just shows you how much we love what we do. So you've made the right decision. You've come in, well done. Make sure you love what you're teaching. It's so apparent. If you're up there teaching and you love what you're teaching, the participants know it, they feel it, and they will come back again and again. If you're dragging your heels, going into a class, get rid of it, you can replace it, yeah? If you haven't got that motivation at the start of the class, Forget it. Get rid of it. Something else will turn up that you love. So just love what you teach and enjoy it. It's it's fab. And you stay fit yourself. It's a winner.
0: So let's go to the flip side then. Somebody who has been in the fitness industry for, let's say, 32 years like yourself, what kind of advice would you give them to keep moving forwards?
1: If they want to stay in the fitness industry, um, oh gosh, That's hard, you know, because now what I find is a lot of guys are joining me, Pure Stretch, because that we're sort of being a bit, not selfish, but we're like, we're getting a bit knackered, you know. So now they're choosing to do Pure Stretch because they want to do something that's going to benefit themselves. So if you're going down the route and you're getting a bit older and, you know, you're thinking, I really still want to teach, take out that high impact, guys, look after yourselves, you're going to be exhausted. And you know what, yoga, Pilates, pure stretch, of course, these are all fantastic things to do. They really are. Don't shy away from things. Give something a go that's going to be beneficial for you mentally and physically.
0: And just one final thing. Could you explain what pure stretch is in 30 seconds so everyone can understand it a bit better?
1: Pure stretch is flexibility with a sense of humor. Basically, we're, we're really proud of ourselves. We say anybody can come and, and learn pure stretch. Uh, you will thoroughly enjoy the class. You'll be touching your toes in no time with a really strong core. It's, it's just fun with flexibility, it's great
0: nice so it's an additional qualification somebody would come on and then so they can teach next year no it's enough,
1: it's not a qualification it's an accreditation if that makes sense so you have your qualification it's just another another sort of thing in your backpack that you can introduce to your clients um and and I'm delighted simsa have given me 10 points two days ago so I'm like yay <laughs>
0: Great. Appreciate it. So anybody watching or listening to this, I want to know more about Pure Stretch, more about how you've been able to stay in the fitness industry so long and keep progressing with a big smile on your face like you've had now. Where, Where could they potentially reach out and have a chat with you?
1: Well, listen, email me by all means. So it's info at purestretch.co.uk. Um, also on Instagram, Pure Stretch, Facebook on Instagram. I'm, 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 I I'm, literally have, like we all do, I have my phone next to me and I, I do reply almost instantly. So please do get in touch. It'd be great to hear from anybody.
0: She, I appreciate your time Zay. Thank you for coming on. And maybe we'll have you on further down the year to see how you've progressed and if you did open another studio again.
1: Fab. I loved it, Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure. No problem. Thank you.
0: I'll speak to you soon. Thank you.
1: Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: Okay, so that was C giving us an insight in what it was like for her transitioning, what it was like during COVID, how everything has kind of changed and the things that she thought are going to change or work within the industry moving forwards over the next couple of years. Like we said at the start, this week is all about transitioning within the fitness industry. So maybe you're doing something now, you love it in the fitness industry, but you just find this, this kind of place that you're in isn't for you and you want to change to something different, then definitely stay with us this week as we dive into all this type of stuff. Stuff. I'm going to leave it there for today. I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Cheers.